toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love to awaken our souls we are souls on the journey and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings We are here to open up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. And we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. This is Adrienne Elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. Namaste. My name is Nistella Joy Davy. This is Ron Interpreter, and you're listening to Be the Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. This episode is sponsored by Tom Palladino with Scalar Light. Sign up and receive your free 30-day Scalar Light healing at scalarlight.com and listen to our interviews with Tom and the amazing benefits and healing potential in episode number 73 and 78. I currently have been receiving the energy daily and have noticed the shifts in my energy, including chakra balancing, energy clearing, and nutrient support. And it's also a beautiful gift that I've been able to provide for my family. I'm Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. We are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And this is our segment called Speak the Love. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you have enjoyed listening to our show, we would be grateful for a five-star written review on iTunes. Reviews help the show become more visible and spread the word to others. We have a growing Facebook group we would love to invite you to be a part of. Please find our community called Awakening Souls. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by taking a moment to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy, and breathing out anything you are ready to release. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself and breathing out that light and love and sending it back to all of humanity and remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. In our Speak the Love conversation today, Stacey and I are going to discuss what we're lovingly called lessons from the jungle. And so recently, I just returned back from teaching a yoga and meditation retreat in Costa Rica near Nasara. And it was truly a dream come true for me. It was such a beautiful area. I had an amazing small group of people uh, that trusted me in this healing journey. And this was my first time to this area just outside of Nasara. 
And the amazing resort house that we were at called Aki was in quite the remote area of the jungle. I mean, there was no road noise. We, our group was basically, you know, by ourselves in this beautiful surrounding with accommodations. And we all kind of went through a almost like detoxing process. Obviously, we were taken out of our normal routine and our natural environment. Also, because this at the time was in April, so just approaching kind of the beginning of the rainy season, it was hot, it was humid, there were bugs. And so there were some stressors, if you will, being outside of our sort of normal climate. And so there is this sort of dichotomy of the beauty of the jungle and the lushness, all the sounds of nature. The howler monkeys are just like, they make the coolest sounds ever. And then there was also the discomfort of the heat and humidity and the bug bites, which my skin is still now just recovering from. (laughs) So there were both ends of this spectrum. It was all a part of the healing journey that I and my group went through. The one thing that right now, and I'm still processing the journey, I'm still integrating this whole experience, but the one thing that became very apparent for me, I mean, even on day one, was the amount of stimulation or overstimulation that I had been used to in just my modern, busy daily life. And when I switched and was now in this deep jungle experience where there was no sounds other than nature and perhaps a little bit in our own group, it became very apparent to me how stimulated, even overstimulated that I was. And it was really this unfolding process for my body and my mind to get used to the quiet and just the sounds of nature. That sounds like such a beautiful experience. And yeah, just that transition from going from, you know, day-to-day life, you know, the busyness to this quiet, you know, your mind doesn't really know how to handle that sometimes because it becomes, you know, it's such a contrast, you know, in, in the differences of what it it does for you. And, and, you know, that silence, there's no more, you know, the thoughts become so much more apparent and the, you know, your energy, you know, you recognize like how overstimulated we all really are. I know I had that same experience when I was recently in Mexico. It's like, I went from being, you know, this go, 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 and, you know, doing all these things to bam, I'm in this jungle, you know, there's trees everywhere and, and the the energy and it, it actually took me about three days to truly get acclimated into the jungle space. Yeah, it. I was about the same. It was about day three when I finally settled in and it, it was really this surrendering process because I just had succumbed to, yes, I'm just going to be sticky and hot and there are going to be bugs and I can either choose to harbor on that and make me, you know, be in a grumpy state, or I can just realize it is what it is. And to notice the beauty that all the lushness brings instead. Mm -hmm. And the other component to that, yes, that 
destimulation of the mind. I, I mean, even though I still had some, you know, Wi-Fi internet access, but not nearly the usual constant stream that I'm used to, I started noticing, I'm like, wow, I'm picking up my phone when I don't even have access to Wi-Fi at the time. And I'm still picking it up just out of habit. And that was a big key realization for me, like, wow, I am rather addicted, if you will, or searching for something. And my automatic go-to is to grab my phone and check email or, you know, whatever it might be. And so to put my phone down and realize this is not going to serve me right now and to be more present with my surroundings, with this opportunity to be in this amazing, beautiful pace. Yeah, it took about day three when that finally sunk in. Yeah, I experienced something similar. I was, you know, out there with, you know, without service. And then I was accustomed to maybe turning on my phone to play music or to, you know, check my email or, or whatever. And so I had to really set that down. But, you know, I think being in such a heavy nature environment, you know, when we're so accustomed to living in the city and working and having, you know, being indoors. And I I mean, I try to get out in nature as much as possible. I still don't think it's enough because I think when you look at the contrast and you're literally like, I was literally forest bathing for a week and I was just in the jungle and it really started to, I think the energy of the plants and the trees, you know, really grounded my energy. And so it started, you know, after about day three, I noticed myself not checking my phone as much and not wanting to bother with that. And I was like, I'm just going to leave it here and in my cabin and my casita and go without it because I didn't need it because I was like, I found myself getting more grounded and feeling like I could be in tune with the energy of the plants because my vibration was then matching that. And then recognizing when, you know, being back in civilization, you know, you get taken away from that again. And then there's this energy of being again in your home or like for me, it's I work from home. And so I try to get out as much as possible, put my feet on the ground, but still not nearly to the level you get when you're really in that jungle space. Yeah, I totally agree. I would say my energy started to recalibrate. That's the word that I've been using lately. Mm. I started to be more in sync with the rhythms of nature. And and I mean, I'm an outdoor girl. I love getting outside, especially now with the weather getting warmer. But I noticed that being, you know, submerged really in this deep jungle space, like even my body rhythm started to recalibrate. I was waking up like just right before sunrise and it was totally effortless. I didn't need an alarm. It was just like the natural light that poured in from our room just automatically woke me up and I wasn't groggy. I wasn't feeling like, oh my gosh, I better grab some coffee or chai tea or something. It was just this natural unfolding with the recalibration of the energies of nature. And then same at night, like I just felt my body getting heavier and like, okay, it's time, it's getting darker. It's time for me to go to sleep. And that was it. And it was actually a very easy process. 
And I mean, I tend to be a natural morning person as it is, but sometimes take some effort. And I always set my alarm, but I didn't even need to do that. And I thought, wow, that's what happens when we, like you said, we're taken more outdoors and we sync up with those natural circadian rhythms in nature. Absolutely. Yeah. Your body naturally wants that. It craves it. And I know for me, I just felt so much more in alignment with my true nature and my body rhythms. And I've, I haven't woken up to an alarm in a long time just because it, it becomes so jarring. I have been fortunate. I haven't had to just, I've gotten away from that, but my body naturally wakes up, but you know, but being in nature and being surrounded by the trees, you know, and and being able to wake up with the sun in your eyes, literally, you know, you're waking up at that time of day, really just gives your body that natural energy it needs. So you're not waking up like in your room and the shades are down, you're, you know, with the sun. And I think, you know, when we get into that alignment, we truly can tap into that natural energy and, you know, what the sun is there to help really provide for us. Yes. So true. So just having the visuals of the sunrise and sunset. And then for me being a very auditory person, like you mentioned earlier, you you didn't even use your phone to play music. And that's something that I love, but I didn't feel like I needed it. I would just listen to in the morning, there would be this distant echo of howler monkeys. And it was kind of like this natural alarm and I could hear the birds singing. They would kind of rise to a fever pitch at a certain point. And then it would quiet down. And I started noticing like this auditory rhythm of the jungle that we were in, and it was its own music within itself. And I also had to realize all the auditory stimulation. I mean, I love to consume podcasts like this one and audiobooks and music and things like that. And I came to a very clear realization that I also need time to be in silence and to be in the nature sounds, the just the natural sounds to help even recalibrate my my ears. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and I found too that being in Mexico, there were like scorpions everywhere. And so normally my brain, my ego brain, you know, says to be afraid of them. And sure, there's a natural tendency to be afraid, you know, they can sting, they hurt. Fortunately, I've never been stung by one. But I found myself when I was truly living in nature, even being with the animals and the ecology of the area of, you know, where I was at, you know, those fears went away as well, because I recognized that there was a a living ecosystem there. And I was part of that. And there was this energy of really being in tune with all that was surrounding me. And that was my calibration. It was just like this beautiful earthing experience that I was truly, I felt truly one with the environment that I didn't need the outside stimulation. And I could sit in my casita or sit outside and meditate and 
the vibrations, I would meditate to, you know, some mantras like Om or something like that. And that, which means the vibration, you know, it's that all the vibrations of the earth, right? The full spectrum of the sounds. And I could truly feel that vibration in my body, you know, on such a deeper level because I was calibrated to that energy. It's really fascinating. It is. I feel like our senses become more heightened with what's around us. I mean, including, you know, sense of smell, like when it would rain, because it was getting just at the beginning of the rainy season, towards the end of our week, we had a lot more rain and just the smell of rain and the smell of the earth. Mm-hmm. And I felt like because I had destimulated my visual and auditory that what I was used to, like my other senses really came alive. And so the sense of smell, especially after a rain, and that was, I mean, just so nourishing mm-hmm. on many levels. I mean, the food that we had just tasted so vibrant. It was fresh. Mm-hmm. Like I always love when I go to, you know, South Central America, like the fruit is so amazing. It's mm-hmm. like nothing we can get here in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so just having, you know, just that vibrant taste in our mouth of like fresh fruit that was, you know, picked just days ago, as opposed to, you know, being shipped for so many weeks in order for it to get here. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I think, you know, you make a really good point. Our senses become so much more heightened, you know, and it makes me think and realize how separate we truly are from how we can really tap into, you know, what we really need and how separate we're, we really are from nature, you know, because being in nature, being connected to ourselves and really helps us bring us back. And I think there's recognizing there's so many distractions that are keeping us truly tapped in and truly connected. And so we are really trying to get to this place of wanting something out there, but we really need to, you know, recognize that it's something that we can have. Like when, you know, if we go into nature and, you know, maybe it might not be as deep if we, unless we go, you know, spend, you know, time, weeks in there, maybe even like a couple days or, you know, going camping. I think this is why people go camping. I love camping and I love hiking, but to recognize that we really need to get back to nature and we really need to feel into that and make that a priority to tap into that energy to create that heightened sense of awareness for ourselves. Yeah, most definitely. I think our domestication, you know, is increasing this idea that I am separate from nature. I'm separate from the earth and the sky when really the ancient ones of so many traditions, whether it's indigenous or yogic traditions would say, no, actually there is no separation. Like we are water, like we are water. We are the minerals of earth. You know, our breath is the air. And I think once we, again, recalibrate to those awarenesses, when we are not so distracted by the next ping on our phone or, you know, coming up with another long to-do list, when we can really tap into that presence and also feel home in our bodies, like it was so great to be able to do yoga and move and walk. And we are designed 
to move. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be anything like crazy vigorous or anything, but just to breathe deep and take in all the sights and smells and sounds. And it's like, we just kind of become more of who we really are once we acknowledge, oh, I am nature. Mm -hmm. It's not like this outside thing that I get to, you know, go to, Mm -hmm. but that is within me as well. Absolutely. As so within is without, you know, and and so recognizing it reminds me of that song, earth, my body, water, my blood, (laughs) fire, my spirit. Yep. Air, (laughs) my breath. Air, my breath. Yeah. It's so true because we can, we truly tap into that recognizing the earth is just emulating back to us what we truly are and, you know, reflecting that for us. Yeah. So as I am, you know, slowly integrating what I've learned from the jungle, I think that is what really sticks out for me right now. Granted, other lessons may come later, but to give myself visual breaks, like I'll literally just kind of in Reiki tradition, like cut my hands over my eyes, especially if I've been staring at a screen for a long time, I'll like rub my hands together, create a little bit of heat, send in that life force energy and cut my hands over my eyes, take a few deep breaths, cut my hands over my ears. And I'm just saying to myself, what do I need to really see? What is my vision? And then what do I really need to listen to within? And then just been placing a hand on my heart and just checking in, like, how, how do I really feel? And what do I really need right now? And that's just been a daily practice. Actually, sometimes I do it several times mm-hmm. throughout my day as I'm slowly integrating back into, well, my normal, busy, modern life mm-hmm. <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And really just getting centered again, getting quiet and asking yourself and really tuning in. You know, that's something I've been continuing to work on, you know, since I've been back as well. It's just really tapping into the heart energy, making it a point to not look at my phone first thing in the morning and go into meditation and really, you know, tune into what is you know, my purpose here today, you know, and what do I want to, how do I really want to come be in the world? And, you know, really, but listening for those answers and tuning in because I felt that sense of awareness. I felt that. And when you feel that it's an embodied experience. So continuing to feel into that space is really important to continue bringing it forward into your life because we can all have experiences no matter what you're doing, but it's about taking those lessons and moving forward. Like, you know, because we can't all spend a week or two in in the jungle or whatever. Right. So we're having to accommodate and adapt to our modern life and our modern lifestyle. And so we can bring those lessons into our modern life in a very beautiful and contemporary way that makes sense for our lifestyle in this now moment. Yes. I so agree. And I'll be honest, I'm looking forward to another trip to the jungle, Mm -hmm. Costa Rica (laughs) or Mexico or wherever, but I'm looking forward to the next healing journey and experience. Same with any hope I'll be heading to Colombia sometime this year. (laughs) Ah, I think I'm going to Guatemala. So nice. (laughs) 
And if you are interested in supporting Be The Love podcast and the work that we are doing in the world, please consider a donation of $25 to Patreon. And we will gift you with Stacy's book, Your Empowered Soul, A Natural Pathway to Healing Anxiety and Depression, and receive a 20-minute holistic health consultation with me, Brenda Carey. And thank you for listening to Be The Love Podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your friends, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes, liking us on Facebook, or making a donation by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash Be The Love Podcast. And stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. and Thursdays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Time. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Christy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphic. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey to align to our divine purpose and shine our lights. So keep on shining.